What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. This is the best of the Schmidt Show podcast. Don't miss First News with Toby Howell and Rebecca Davis. Weekday mornings at 6 on News Radio 1029 KARN. Good afternoon here on News Radio 1029 KARN. My name is Brad Schmidt. I'm your host today, as you just heard. And I'm super excited to uh, to talk with you today. We got a lot going on and a lot to get to, and so let's just get it started here on the uh, on the Schmidt Show, and uh, let's talk a little bit about what you ought to know. What you ought to know is that there's some folks here locally that aren't too happy with the city and the tornado recovery and the cleanup and how that's coming along. Uh, there's some perception out there that uh, this could be, um, or that part of it could be because it's uh, it's assumed to be or it is perceived to be an, a more affluent neighborhood that just doesn't need the help, right? It's a bunch of rich white folks. They don't need any help. They, they can handle it on their own. They've got all the money they need. They've, they've, uh, they've been hoarding it from the rest of us for forever anyway, which just isn't really accurate anyway. I mean, if you've ever been through that neighborhood, you know that it's not, uh, you know, not, it's not just filled with a bunch of rich white folks. It's a, it's actually a pretty diverse, uh, average middle-class American neighborhood. And so, um, one of those, uh, possibilities that, or one of the possibilities is that those folks, um, are just not needing a whole lot of help. Um, the, the question that'll come up in this discussion as we, as we get into it though, is, is, is this really the city's responsibility? Cause apparently what's going on, uh, is that there's, there's lots of debris and things that aren't being picked up that aren't being, um, taken off or hauled off. And the city is refusing to, um, cover the cost of any of this. And I mean, I get it. I'm not a big fan of of spending a bunch of taxpayers' dollars uh, for people that it should be their own responsibility. And I don't know if it's covered under insurance or any of that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, there there's some questions that'll come up with that as we get into that discussion today. I'd like to hear from you as we as we do open the phones a little bit later in the show. How's it going for you? Are you in that area? Were you affected by the tornado? If you were, how's the cleanup coming along? Are you getting the help you need? Is the insurance companies, are, are they doing all the things that they're supposed to be doing? So we'll get into that as we, uh, we get into uh, the show. Another uh, story that, of course, we're all following here in Arkansas and many people around the country is the official announcement from uh, Governor Hutchinson that he's running for president and filing paperwork and all of that. Uh, of course, the question that comes up with that is why he's got to know he isn't a real contender in this race but then again maybe not right because this is one of the things that comes up in these discussions is that people forget that they need to get outside of their their own echo chamber 
right? All of their friends and their family and all of their close confidants are telling them, oh, yeah, you should run. You could totally win. Everybody I know talks about you. Everybody I know thinks that you are a better candidate. Everybody I know thinks that you're the right guy for the job. And 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 you you begin to listen to the echoes of all of that bouncing off the uh, spherical interior of your own echo chamber. And so that's all you begin to hear. And so you start to believe it. Right. And so uh, I think that's part of it. But we'll get into uh, some of that discussion today and, and again, hear from you what your thoughts are as to why he would run. You know, does he really believe he's got a chance? I mean, it seems shocking to me that that anybody outside of Ron DeSantis right now has a legitimate chance of of unseating Donald Trump in the in the Republican primary. And quite honestly, I'm not sure that Ron DeSantis has a legitimate chance of unseating Donald Trump in the Republican primary. Right. I mean, you look at the polling numbers and Donald Trump is crushing it. He's 50, 55 percent, depending on which poll you're looking at. You know, Ron DeSantis in a distant second with, uh, you know, 25 to 35 percent, again, depending on which poll. And and Ron DeSantis hasn't even announced yet. He keeps saying, in fact, that he's not going to be running. So, of course, that's what's going on in, in somewhat uh, local slash international or local slash uh, national news as well, of course, the uh, one of the stories we didn't get to yesterday that uh, Joe Biden and the Democrats, with all of the talk about the the um, the debt ceiling being raised and not being raised and defaulting on the debt, and we're criminals for not wanting to to uh, just randomly waste money on on literally trillions of dollars of stuff that we probably don't need and 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 can't afford but we're the criminals we're the ones that are in the wrong but in to- on top of all of that kind of sliding under the ra- radar um the 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 Biden administration and the Democrat party are pushing um a a plan to essentially destroy the housing market and and create a situation that encourages bad behavior, encourages poor financial decisions, and and will likely create an entire cottage industry by attorneys and financial people on how you can temporarily harm your credit so you can get a better deal on buying a house and and all that not to mention that we're we've already tried this once before when you start giving a bunch of people money that can't afford to pay it back and don't have the financial skills to manage their budget to to appropriately handle that kind of thing what ends up happening is you get a bunch of people defaulting on a bunch of loans and a bunch of houses go into foreclosure and those houses fall into disrepair and get destroyed. And and in an effort to make sure that more people have homes to live in, what actually ends up happening is it, the, the situation gets worse. Fewer people have homes. There's fewer houses that are decent and, and valuable on the market. Then there's a whole scam industry of crappy uh, home flippers that that buy these foreclosure houses, you know, throw a coat of paint on them and stick a little bit of a uh, mud on the walls and and 
maybe uh, clean the carpets and then turn around and sell them as the houses and the the uh, structure underneath is falling apart. So we'll get into that as well, you know, what that's going to do to the housing market, what it's going to do to the value of your home when we have another housing crash, what it's going to do in putting people upside down in homes. When you've just spent two hundred and fifty thousand or three hundred thousand or five hundred thousand dollars on a home, and then the housing market crashes, and your five hundred thousand dollar home is suddenly only worth two hundred and fifty thousand, and and what people will figure out is, oh, my five hundred thousand dollar home is now only worth two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, so I'm simply going to default on the loan. Let it fall into foreclosure. Let it do all the things that it's going to do and then buy it back or buy another house with a better deal on my on my loan and a better interest rate because now my credit has been wrecked. And so now I'm eligible for all of the free stuff and I will buy a similar home for $200,000 less because the housing market has crashed. And then those of us who have been responsible and done the right thing with our, our budgets and our, our finances will get screwed because we won't be able to, to do that. We won't be able to sell our homes because our house that we have a $300,000 mortgage on or a $250,000 mortgage on is now only worth $150,000 or whatever happens to it. And it's just going to cause a mess. So we'll get into that discussion. That's uh, something that we should be all paying attention to. And then another story we never got to yesterday, uh, Tim Griffin, Attorney General Tim Griffin here in the United States or in the state of Arkansas, has uh, rejected a petition to repeal the Learns Act. He said, uh, nope, not going to happen. You, uh, it seems as if as you're reading through the language of this petition that you're intentionally misleading people, intentionally trying to obfuscate and and confuse the truth and confuse people about the truth. So um, the the uh, the petition was rejected. So if we get a chance, we'll uh, we'll get to that as well. And that's what you ought to know on News Radio 102.9 KRN. We will continue in just a moment. You're listening to the best of the Schmidt Show podcast. Welcome. Once again to the Schmidt Show here on News Radio 102.9 KARN. I am your host, Brad Schmidt. We're glad you're here, and uh, we've already told you what you ought to know, so let's uh, let's talk about it. 501-403-KRNJ in Little Rock. You're on the Schmidt Show. Go ahead. Oh, hey, I just, I'm just laughing about everything. It's the big lie being told out there, and I just I really want to know what your thought is on this. Um, Oh, this guy, uh, our former governor, yeah, announced, and I just there was a gentleman that called. Interestingly enough, yesterday after I called or something, he had said something that Asa has. That is a dog that will hunt. He said, yeah, and I'm I'm wanting you to compare as the season, the election season, the hunting season, let's call it, begins to. Uh, formulate my thought is no debates for um trump and a million debates for the dog hunt asa and uh george pataki and lindsey graham and um nikki haley can sit on the the big kids table up there like they're at thanksgiving and there and then trump sits back and watches his popularity continue to grow because we know 
what happens if you if Trump does debate. Um, so that was my thought because they're talking about RAPE from back 20, 40 years ago or no, 20 something years ago. I thought that was already in the past, but it's act, they're acting as if, I mean, there's like one case. Is it going to be a new court case? Every single day until election day for yeah. Trump, do you think? Or, yeah. yeah, I mean they're gonna, they're going to go after Trump. Like they're they're not going to stop. I mean it, it it they'll they'll. I mean I can almost promise you if if Trump wins the election and and somehow the 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 left or the Democrats take back the House, um, their first order of business will be to impeach him again. And it won't really matter why they'll they'll they'll, they'll make right. something up. They'll invent something. They'll they'll right. keep going after him. And, and that's not a it's it's not no. a uh, it's not and even. Keep a, this in mind. Yeah, I'm so sorry to interrupt. No, you're keep right. Keep this in mind, real quick, Brad. Um, bottom line is they're going after the Supremes. I mean, it's almost like it's similarly to a Zimbabwean or South African type of. If you watch subtly, what's happening? The Sorosian stuff is happening, and 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 we're it's right in front of our eyes. Yeah, so I, I think prepared. it might actually kinda, even I think it might even be yeah. worse than that, uh, Jay. Maybe, pre- may yeah. right. I'll sit back and yeah. listen. I appreciate the call. Five zero one four zero three K R N five zero one four zero three fifty two seventy six. And and the reason I think it's worse than that because it's it's not it, it's not. I genuinely don't think it's some grand conspiracy. I don't think it's the Rothschilds or the the Rockefellers or or the the Illuminati or or any of that. I don't think any of that's really going on. I mean, there's certainly some of that, right? I mean, when you look at what um, these, you know, the the CEI score, the the that 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 the uh, the corporations and these investment brokers and stuff are using to score the corporate. Uh, whatever they call it, the corporate equity index or whatever their stupid name for it is. Uh, th- some of that's happening. But it, it, in general, I don't think it's some sort of grand conspiracy. I, I genuinely believe that there is an ideological shift that has taken place in the United States going back probably to the 50s. Um, and maybe even a little bit earlier because it goes back to to uh, Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson kind of being known as the um, the the beginning of the the modern progressive era. He was the president from what 1913 to 1921, 1912 to 1920, um, and he was kind of the first modern progressive socialist kind of 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 candidate or or he was at one point the president of Princeton University, and he he straight up just rewrote history. I mean, and not not in the proverbial sense, like he literally, in an actual practical way, rewrote history. Like he developed history textbooks that gave a a false. Um, history of Americans and and slavery and and all of that, and he was a white supremacist, racist jerk, and he was the kind of the beginning of the modern, you know, progressive movement. But it really, kind of began to gain steam in the fifties and sixties. We saw it; it kind of manifest itself in the the Vietnam anti-war, you know, hippie movement and things like that. Then all of those. 
hippie progressive lefties from the 60s and 70s ended up going to school and getting educations and getting master's degrees and PhDs and got involved in the in the education system and became professors and and began to push their radical Marxist communist ideologies to their students. And over the course of, of 50 or 60 years here in the United States, we saw that develop to where now it's trickled down all the way into elementary school because all of the teachers that are teaching elementary school have and, and middle school and high school and, and all of that have gone through the education system that is absolutely inundated by Marxist ideology. And, and they're teaching that as it is the, the only true way to real bliss and happiness is a communist utopia that Karl Marx used to talk about and Frederick Engels used to talk about and Joseph Stalin used to talk about and Vladimir Lenin used to talk about and all of these guys that, that pushed this crazy ideology. The only difference is today here in the United States is they're saying, look, the reason socialism didn't work, the reason Karl Marx and Frederick Engels and Lenin and Stalin and Chairman Mao, the reason they couldn't make it works because they just weren't as smart as us. We're smarter. We will be able to make this socialist ideology, this Marxist uh, approach to economics, we'll be able to make it work, but you're going to have to trust us and you're going to have to give us control of everything in order for us to really make it happen. Because this half capitalism, half socialism thing doesn't really work. It's got to be all full socialism, which is the leading or the the transitional phase into pure communism. And and that ideology has so inundated the education system and is so inundated and 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 so um has been become so carcinogenic in the media industry, in the entertainment industry, in the sports industry, that it's, it is so just absolutely um, rotted out the American dream and the American uh, values and American culture that it, it's, it is, it's everywhere. And, and our children at five and six and seven years old are being taught that this is the way to go. And so this kind of uh, approach to to bringing Marxism, co communism, socialism, whatever you want to call it, to our society is what's done it. I don't think it's some grand conspiracy. I think it's just the slow, consistent, constant march and drumbeat of the radical left controlling basically every major institution in the country. We'll get into more. It's next on News Radio 1029 KRN. You're listening to the best of the Schmidt Show podcast. Every week, Michael Rosenbaum is getting deep with someone new on the Inside of You podcast. Let's get inside of Shelly Hennig. So Obliterated is on Netflix. Mm -hmm. I had the best time. That's it was great. challenging, but it was like the show. It doesn't always happen. Everybody's trying to make a show and you're this not. This was a dream. It's no fun. Genuinely. That's and if it beautiful. wasn't, I would just keep my mouth shut and talk about something else. Like, yeah, it like, was, hey, it was fine. Because yes. I've done that. I've asked people and they're like, you know. Yeah. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera. 
The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is 40 chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. You're listening to the best of the Schmidt Show podcast. Welcome back to the Schmidt Show here on News Radio 1029 KARN. I am your host, Brad Schmidt. Thanks for joining me this evening. 501 403 KARN, 501 403 5276. If you'd like to be a part of the discussion, Texter says this about our, our conversation with the uh, with the, the the presidency stuff. The government will destroy everything we know as normal and decent left unchecked uh, from housing to finance. I'd love to hear a show on the new Fed now financial rollout and the disaster this could be for us and the privacy we will lose on how we spend our money. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to get into that someday. The the uh, the the. Fed's uh, digital dollar and and cryptocurrency or digital currency and all of that, um, but uh, yeah, that's maybe for another day. But it is a it is an important discussion. Uh, another texter says it's funny how the Democrats will fight with character assassinations because they can never debate on substance. Well, it, I, I bring this up all the time, right? I mean, and and it's actually one of the things I've got on the show sheet when we start talking about the uh, the petition. Uh, later on in the show, when we get to the discussion of Tim Griffin and his his rejecting of the petition to to the or to repeal the Learns Act, um, it's a typical um, typical tactic of the left. They can't win on merit, so they do whatever they can to obfuscate and to confuse the truth. They, they do this all the time. It's it's who they are at at the at their, they know that their policies. Well, I shouldn't say they know. They're they're too ignorant of their own policies to understand how they will damage it, damage everything from economies to markets and and all of that. But yet they're they're aware enough, self aware enough that their arguments oftentimes get very easily defeated. So instead of actually trying to come up with better policies and better arguments, they simply attack you. If you if you are not willing to give reparations to the tune of five million dollars per citizen, and and hundreds of thousands of dollars in in free homes and and things like that in the city of San Francisco. It's not because you think it's a bad policy in their mind. It's because you're a racist and and you genuinely support, you know, actively going out and and uh, arresting and imprisoning and enslaving black people again. I mean, they, they literally believe I mean, you you listen to these these morons on CNN, MSNBC, the Rachel Maddows and the 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 Jake Tappers and these you listen to these people and I mean they they talk about it, these topics from that standpoint that that they genuinely believe that Republicans are racist hate mongers who want to just go back to pre-1865 United States and put people in slavery. I mean, they, they say this stuff out loud. Listen to the morons on The View. Listen to the, the intellectual, you know, superheroes that are, you know, Joy Behar and, and 
and whatever the other one's names are, I don't even remember who's on there anymore. It, I mean, they actually think that anyone who disagrees with them on anything is, you know, working to set up the slave trade again. I mean, it, it, it's, it's absolute utter nonsense. And, and so instead of debating that, hey, economically, it might not be such a great idea to, to spend literally hundreds of billions of dollars on a project, on a, on a, uh, a scale of craziness that is literally unsustainable. Maybe that's not such a good idea for the market. Maybe, and, and yet, at the same time, an unproven attempt to, to, to somehow make a difference or, or improve things for people. I mean, look at what reparations and, and how much the, the destruction or how much destruction has been wrought on the Native American families across this country that can be traced back to some of the, the, the incredible amounts of free money that pour into the Native American reservations across the country. Tell me how that's helped them. Tell me how that's made anything better for anyone in that situation. And then say with a straight face that reparations are actually a good idea. Right? I mean, they don't care about what the truth is. They don't care about what real solid policy is. Hey, if you want to help a community improve, we've got all kinds of examples all across the world on how to do that. There's an organization called World Vision. They, they're one of these feed-the-children organizations, right, for the less than a cup of coffee a day or whatever. You can, you can change a kid's life. It's one of those organizations. And one of the things that they've found is that they don't just go into a community and give them free stuff, you know, free food and, and medicine and things like that. Because what they've found is that it doesn't actually help them to do that. Because once the free stuff runs out, they're back to the same you know, poverty they were in before. So what they've started doing is you can do things through the organization. You can like donate a goat or donate a cow or a chicken or whatever and build a herd of animals in the community, like a herd of goats or a, uh, a flock of chickens or whatever they call chickens. A gaggle. It's geese, isn't it? Whatever they do with chickens. And and then that that community is tasked with raising and maintaining and developing that herd of animals to provide resources within the community. And so it's not just free stuff. It's here is a way to develop an economy in your community. And as they do that, the, I, my wife and I used to sponsor a kid through there, and we still do, but we had a, one that they said, hey, sorry, you have to pick a new kid because this community is now fully self-sustaining. And there's all other communities in the nearby area that are not, and we're going to move on and help them as well, because this community is a self-sustaining uh, economy, and they've got wells now, and they've got schools and all that kind of stuff. And so it's up and, and sustaining itself and no longer in need of help. So let's move on to the next community. And, and we have examples on how to do this all across the world. And, and what they found is giving people a bunch of free stuff with no strings attached and, and no, um, no 
effort to, to create sustainability in those communities actually isn't helpful. In fact, usually just makes things worse and invites in, in some of these ultra you know, high poverty level countries, it actually invites things like warlords and, and, um, and anarchistic, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Despots to take over control because all of the free stuff gets collected in one area. And the guy with the most guns and the most people willing to fight against everybody else ends up controlling all of those resources. And instead of giving them and, and distributing them in an appropriate manner, they just simply hoard them and keep it all for themselves. So a couple, two or three folks get really, really, really rich, and everybody else continues to be really, really, really poor. Let's go to William in Perry County. William, you're on the Schmidt Show. Go ahead. Hey, yeah, thanks for taking my call, Brett. Yeah, yeah you're talking about a Wilson. I, I was listening to a Tim Barton the other night, and they've got a whole book on how all, all the black uh, heroes and uh, yeah, or they did have, you know, in history. I didn't know nothing about that. I didn't learn none of that. And then, you know, uh, uh, the two guys in the Revolutionary War, the one that uh, uh, this black spy that caught the, uh, you know, they caught the general, and uh, the first guy that got shot was black. But uh, that'd be a good thing for Joe and uh, uh, Junior and your other uh, yeah. Curtis to check out because uh, they're they're wicked, man. Like you said, he's just plum wicked. He he took all that stuff out. I mean, he just and rewrote. Like I said, he rewrote it, and that just shows you how wicked those people are. It, maybe they'd come off the plantation. Uh, they they ought to. What is it? Wall builders. Yeah, wall builders. Yeah, wall builders. Wall wallbuilders dot org is their website. Yeah, I wish uh, Curtis and Joe and uh, Junior would check that out, and they, they, you know, they would see the light. Anyway, thanks a lot, buddy. Not a problem. Appreciate the call. 501-403-KRN, 501-403-5276. Yeah, if you're interested in history um, and you're, you're interested in, in finding out about, uh, you know, the, the, the history of the United States from a, a, um, a, a, a less liberal and less progressive approach check out wall builders wallbuilders.com is the is the number actually or is the website but we'll continue in a moment snooze radio 1029 krn you're listening to the best of the schmidt show podcast Welcome back once again to the Schmidt Show here on News Radio 1029 KARN. I am your host, Brad Schmidt. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. We've uh, kicked off the show uh, talking a little bit about the presidential run, and we've, we've gotten into uh, some of the, the, uh, the more um, conceptual discussions around that as to how we got to where we are, why, why we are. Uh, looking at reelecting Joe Biden, who's been nothing but a disaster, and and how is it that we've seen this degradation of of American values, and and I believe it's a cultural shift towards not just economic Marxism, but what uh, what Mark Levin had labeled uh, or titled. Uh, cultural Marxism. So uh, we'll get to more. Let's go to Gerald in Hot Springs first, though. Gerald, you're on the Schmidt Show. Go ahead. Hey, uh, I, I agree with everything that, like, Levin and you have been saying. You know, it, it's in our education. You know, they, they don't even teach real history, the true, the true history anymore. Right. You know, um, it's like, like Dinesh Suza, if I'm saying his name right, he, he got that movie, that movie you came out with, America, What Would the World Be Without Her? Yeah. And he had things in there. 
I never knew. I mean, that they didn't teach us any of some of that stuff you brought up in that movie. Yeah. No, you, you know, don't hear any like, about any of that. And, and then there was this office for, for the life of me, I'm trying to remember his name. He he tried to get, uh, he, he wrote a book, and he wanted the Indian side of the story of Little Bighorn, and the government shut him down on that. But eventually the, he was able to get some, uh, uh, write another book, I believe it was, to get the Indian side of the story about leading up to Little Bighorn. And it, it was, and, and it, they never taught none of us that stuff in, in school. It's, no. it's crazy. No, and it and it's you know? it's 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 really quite disturbing, you know, like this. And I brought this up before, right? When we've talked about the Comanche people and and some of the Native American tribes that you know we we've got this push for the for the. Um, uh, the Indigenous Peoples Day, right, instead of Columbus Day, and the way they've twisted the history around Christopher Columbus and and some of the Native American tribes. This idea that that the every Native American tribe that that ever you know set foot on the North American continent were these noble, uh, peaceful you know victims who who just were living happily as as you know the 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 salt of the earth until the evil white Europeans showed up and began exterminating them is is it's I mean it's a nonsensical view of history it's not even remotely close to true were there some they, they of some, even made slaves out of their uh, enemy yeah of course you know, when I they mean, conquered their enemy they had slaves yeah absolutely now you some know? of the some of the the Native American tribes were incredibly welcoming to the Europeans I mean we've all heard the story of Massasoit and and some of those up in the uh, in the the upper uh, north uh, New England area, and 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 as the founding fathers uh, and the the pilgrims and stuff came together, like there was certainly some incredible uh, and wonderful cooperation between those cultures to help begin the or to set the foundations of the American uh, experiment. But the fact or this this mythical belief that they were all that way is is nonsense. And certainly there were some horrible horrible things like the Spanish conquistadors did down in South America. Terrible, oh, yeah. terrible tragedy of, of, of right. on a massive scale. They did some terrible right. things, but not every European settler was like that. And not every native American was like that. And, and what's so funny to me about that is that we, we, we take these, this one thing and we decide, Oh, all Republicans are racist, you know, KKK members, everyone. Every single, you know, Republican is like that. And and without without any any uh uh any sort of, of exceptions at all. Every single Republican, if you've ever voted Republican in your life, you're you're worthy of the death penalty because you personally had something to do with with slavery 150 years ago, right? It's this this blanket yeah. statement is made. But the moment that you say anything about, you know, this group of people or that group of people that, well, how dare you say make a blanket statement like that? Well, at the same time, making entirely blanket statements about all Europeans that were the, these evil conquerors that destroyed all of uh, Native American culture, yeah. right? It's, I mean, the hypocrisy, as I've said before, the only thing consistent about the left is their inconsistency. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Gerald, I appreciate the call. Have a good one. 501-403-KRN, 501-403-5276, if you want to uh, be a part of the discussion. Uh, Texter says, KKK, we're always Democrats. Well, right. I mean, look, that's the other part of the the twisting and, and, and 
destruction of American history. The KKK, the Ku Klux Klan, was a group started by Democrats for the sole purpose of intimidating black people in the South after World War II, or I'm sorry, after uh, the Civil War, because they wanted to make sure that they maintained control of the African-American community. They, They were the military arm of the Democrat Party. That's exactly what the KKK was. It was a paramilitary organization funded, controlled, and managed by the Democrat Party. That is the history of the KKK. They never had any connection to the Republican Party. They have never had any connection to the Republican Party. Ever. The the Republican Party was founded in 1854. It became an official party. I believe their first election was in 1856. They ran a candidate that nobody knows, nobody remembers. They lost and essentially handed the, the, the presidency to the Democrat Party. And in 1860, along comes Abraham Lincoln and the new Republican Party that was formed specifically for the purpose of bringing an end to slavery in the United States. They had defeated and, and moved and forced the Whigs into, in, in the, the political realm. The Whigs were the kind of the conservatives of their day. They drove the Whigs into obscurity and, and irrelevancy because the Whigs and the Whig Party refused to speak out and stand against slavery. And the Republicans were so strong and so effective that they drove the Whigs into obscurity and irrelevancy. And by 1860, when Abraham Lincoln ran for presidency, the Whigs no longer existed. And the Republicans began the march to bring an end to slavery. And Abraham Lincoln and the Republicans did exactly that. And in 1865, against the objection of the left and the Democrats— Against the objection of the Democrat Party, they brought about an end to slavery and abolished it in the United States by adding a constitutional amendment. We got more. We'll continue in a moment. It's News Radio 1029 KRN. This is the best of the Schmidt Show podcast. Don't miss First News with Toby Howell and Rebecca Davis. Weekday mornings at 6 on News Radio 1029 KARN. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. If you sacrifice your dream for the sake of satisfying someone else, that can often lead to ongoing resentment, which then poisons a relationship subtly, slowly, but it does. And if he doesn't want to let you down, then your dreams matter. Afford Anything, wherever you listen.